Hey, you are now listening to the Graceway Podcast. Let's talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Let's Talk. My name is John Baxter. I am the executive pastor here at Graceway and super excited to be with you today because we've got something special that has never happened on the Let's Talk podcast, and that is me and Pastor Todd Gentman on Let's Talk together. This is our first time doing this together. Super excited about it, but also excited about some of the things you might have heard him talk about yesterday. We're starting out today on Monday for doing this podcast, so he's had some time to to rest and, and think about everything he said yesterday, and that's what we're going to dig into today. But he started off yesterday giving us some great updates on what's happening here at Graceway. And Pastor Todd, you must have done a great job because we had, <laughs> we had a lot of people jump into growth track, so that was incredible to see. And then we're also seeing a lot of people engage with Generosity Jump. Mm-hmm. And so this is good, good stuff happening here at Graceway. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning into this podcast because we're on all the different platforms and you're doing a great job of giving us the likes, the follows, the subscribe, and just ask you to keep on doing that because that, that helps us to get this information, this podcast out to more and more people. And especially with us having more than one podcast now, we also have the She Is podcast that you can find on all the platforms, and that one is taking off too. But today, Pastor Todd and I, we kind of get to to run of the mill here yeah. together and follow up on your your sermon from yesterday, yes. which you did come off of vacation, so I'm glad did. you had a great vacation. Yeah, I had a good vacation, uh, got to go spend some time with family. We went back to, uh, to St. Louis, and we did all the touristy things you don't do when you live there. And oh, like yeah. what? Well, my kids, you know, born and raised in the city, had never been in the arch. Well, <laughs> so okay. you just really don't do that when you live there. And so we went to the arch. Uh, we did the zoo. They've been to the zoo a bunch, but we went to the zoo. Uh, there's an aquarium downtown now. And so we went and did that. So just like we were kind of insiders moving as outsiders. And uh, it was really good. Saw some family, some friends. It was yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, I loved your comment yesterday about... You know, when all the kids get into school and then you're like, oh, we're on vacation together. We're going to see the grandparents. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like you forget how to do full-time parenting when teachers bless you every single day by taking your kids. And so it's like, okay, we have you all day for a week. Let's go somewhere (laughs) and figure out how to do this again. Well, it sounds like you did good stuff. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Glad to hear about that. But I I could tell your energy, too. You brought in that that vacation energy. That rested, yes. To to your sermon and teaching. (laughs) yesterday and just to dive right in like i love the title too you can't stay where you are yeah you got to keep moving and one of the things i want to highlight i i put down here on my notes you made a statement says either you are in a season you really enjoy right now or you're in a place you hate right now and i just (laughs) i saw that and i was like oh i'm gonna have to be difficult pastor todd because you know i was (laughs) i was like is there a third option here you know yeah you know i'm not i don't hate where i'm at I don't necessarily love where I'm at. I'm sure. thankful for where I'm at, but I feel like I'm kind of in this like middle ground. Yeah. So what would you say to that? Yeah. So I think, um, you know, I, again, the, the hating, I think is, you know, being a little um, over the top is a kind of when you're speaking publicly is, is helpful just to draw people in. But, sure. you know, it's not that you, uh, if you're in a season where you feel in between, like you don't love it, but you don't hate it. Um, to me, that that's, if you really don't aren't loving the season you're in, um, you should want to grow. <laughs> mm. Like it, whether you hate it or not, if you aren't really enjoying the season, or if you aren't learning a lot. So I've, 
enjoyment can kind of go either way. You can be in a hard season that you are growing a lot in. Sure. And so that your enjoyment can be drawn not just from things being easy, but from things, you know, developing you and growing you, even though it can be difficult. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's the desire, even in the third, the third option, the, well, I don't really love this season right now, but I don't hate it. It's like, okay, well, do you desire to stay there? Or do you desire to get to a season that you're like, man, I'm really enjoying what God's doing. So, you know, you, you may be in that third place, but you, regardless of where you're at, you can't stay there. So God's calling you to something different, something, yes. um, you know, maybe better in, in the terms, in the world's eyes, um, or just better in, in your eyes, because sometimes um, easy and fun seasons aren't full of growth either. Right. And so you may, you may think, hey, I'm kind of just, my life is good, but I don't feel like I'm personally growing. It's like, okay, great. Well, then how do we find opportunities for growth in that? And I think typically it's by stepping out of what's comfortable. Because um, if you don't hate it, don't love it, you can't get stagnant and comfortable. So it's like, all right, well, wherever you're at, <clears throat> let's step out of our comfort zone and figure out, okay, God, um, what do you need me to leave behind? What do you need me to grow in and move forward? Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, because I would say, like, I want to get to a place where I'm like, I'm loving every second. Yeah. And, uh, and you said it well, too, in, in your sermon, you said, regardless of where you are, God is still working with you, and he's not done with you. Right. So that was uh, the follow-up to it. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I can resonate. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know God's still got me on a great path. Um, but then your, like, your first major point was don't get ahead of God. You know? yes. So I'm like having to like, so I wasn't <laughs> able to be here yesterday, so I'm watching you, right, and I'm having to pause it. And I'm like, I got to think about that for a moment. Mm. Is there anything, any way that I'm ahead of God? And, and usually when we teach, we're teaching from a place we've been before. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm curious, would you be willing oh, to gosh. share with us? <laughs> you already know where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> is, is there a time that you've been, that you got ahead of God? Yeah. That maybe you could share with us right now? Yeah. I, um, honestly, I feel like I stay ahead of God. Really? Yeah. I feel like there's, um, I feel like my personality is kind of just go like one of the, one of the things I mentioned yesterday was we think we can out strategize God mm -hmm. and that's like I'm talking about myself when I say that I had to think of other things people do because that's what I, I don't really know what people do I think okay I can figure this out I can um, and, and it's come from a place of like you know uh, coming from a place uh, with with not much financial resources and constantly feeling like you're having I'm having to figure things out financially for my family oh, um, now, that, that's not true. God was always providing for our family. But right. the feeling I had was I've got to keep my head on a swivel for any opportunity. I don't want to miss things. And I think through that, like seeing God provide for us the whole way, even when it didn't make any sense that God kept our lights on and, and our mortgage paid, um, I was like, oh, I wasn't really doing much of that. <laughs> and so uh, honestly, coming here, um, coming to Graceway and being in a place where there's a team and there are people that are serving in so many capacities, I've had to get used to not running ahead. And so this is a, a season where God's teaching me that more than any other season because he's like, hey, um, one of the things I talked about yesterday, if, there, if there's um, not clarity, don't go. Right. And I feel in this season, like God's not giving me a, a far off vision. He's like, he called us here. And then anything beyond that, pretty blurry. 
And I'm taking that as like a cue from God to just enjoy, work hard, um, get busy where you are. Yeah. Uh, don't worry about what's next. Don't worry about what I'm doing down the road. I'm already there. I'm working there. Mm. You be where you are. So I think that I have lots of things. I mean, I have um, business ventures I've taken on yep. um, that I just said, here's an opportunity. And, and then you get anxious. Like, if I don't do this right now, and I didn't talk to God about it at all. There was no conversation. It was just the assumption that if an opportunity comes, oh, God must be giving it to me. Sure. So there was no discernment of like, okay, God, is this what you're doing? Yeah. The enemy's not trying to distract me. Never, <laughs> never. And uh, so there were, things, there were things I would jump into. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you're in, now you're committed. And so, you know, I, I kind of mentioned like getting ahead of somebody on a house tour yesterday. Like you get ahead of them. You don't know where you're going. Mm-hmm. And so you got to do this awkward dance of like getting back behind them in the hallway so they can get back in front of you. And a lot of times when we get out in front of God, we get out there thinking we know what to do. And then you get out there, you realize like you don't know which direction you're supposed to go next because you're ahead of him. Yeah. So what would you say to somebody that maybe they're, an, they're trying to follow God? Maybe mm-hmm. they're new to following God. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I hear you saying follow God. I don't even know what that means. Like how... How would somebody, how would I know if I'm out in front of God? Like, yeah. what are the, that means I'm on a path. What are, what are like the signposts? What are the things that, that yeah. I'm going to run into that would let me know, hey, you're out in front of God right now? Yeah. I think confusion is one of them. Okay. I think if you feel like you're in too deep and you don't know which way is up, it's a pretty good sign you're trying to figure it out on your own. Uh, you're out there without any direction. Mm, and good. God's kind of tapping his foot waiting for you to just pump the brakes and kind of come back or just, or, uh, you know, scripture always talks about waiting on the Lord. So sometimes it's like, you don't have to walk things back, but maybe you just need to stop for a second, mm. be still. And the Lord's going to come up, you know, and, and get in the, in the proper position. So I think one confusion, um, anxiety. I think if you're really anxious about what you're doing, chances are maybe you, um, you haven't positioned yourself out ahead of God, but your thoughts are way out ahead of where God wants your thoughts to be. And so if you're anxious, chances are you're trying to run ahead of God. You're trying to outthink him. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think if you're like, you know, I think depression comes along with that too. Like if you're just like, you see the situations around you, you may not feel like you're trying to outpace God, but um, when you're trying to get your, you're trying to understand the why of your situation, and you can't, and you're trying to figure it out on your own, and that kind of leads you to despair sometimes, that you need to just like, hey, because your mind can get ahead of God, uh, but your heart can get ahead of God too. Sure. Trying to understand the why of your situation. And so I think in all those things, God's like, hey, you weren't meant to know the direction to go. And that's why I think Joshua says, hey, put the Ark of the Covenant 2,000 cubits ahead of you. Put it a half a mile out. Right. So you know which way to go. Um, and I think we need to say, okay, God, I want your presence to get out ahead of me. Uh, and so I'm going to stop where I'm at. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give these things to you through prayer. Um, I think through community, through getting people around you and just tell them, hey, I feel like I, I don't know which way to go next. Absolutely. <laughs> I, think, I think really, uh, Pastor Tim said it a few uh, weeks ago. He talked about just uh, verbalizing your story validates it. Mm-hmm. And so I think saying... I don't know what to do next. Saying it out loud 
not just in your in your head through a prayer, right? But with a trusted person um, that's also uh, following the Lord. Well, that's why we push people towards small groups. One hundred percent. So much during, especially during lockdown in the past two years. I mean, you you can tell the people that maintained community and maintained a, a lack of isolation. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. And and some connection amongst people. And I'll tell you, there's a. I wouldn't say I was out in front of God on this, but where my small group really helped me is just as COVID was becoming a thing, Right. Uh, my daughter had gone to visit her grandparents and we had to fly her out there. And I could see this thing kind of bubbling up and I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know if I need to fly her back early. She comes back in two days, but I don't, you know, it'll probably yeah. be, I'm thinking it'll probably be okay. But I reached out to my small group because it, I'm surrounded by people that are wise, that I trust, that right. follow God, and they think very differently than me. Yeah. And I just sent a text out to everybody. I'm like, hey, here's the situation. What do you think? And it was like, everybody in caps, they're like, get her home now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so I did. I changed her flight. She flew home that day. Wow. And literally the next day was when like all the airports shut down. There's just oh like hundreds of people. And I thought, man, that, for me, that was like, thank you, God, yeah. for using people. Thank you, God, for speaking but giving me people that i can rely on that well also they, they protect me from myself sometimes they're like john you're doing it again yeah like, what, what are you talking about they're like you're going there again don't don't go there again you know <laughs> and god uses them to help me yes which i'm super grateful for yeah i think that you know when you feel alone whether you are or not if you feel alone you're probably ahead of god because he's like hey i've given you all these tools like you have all these tools in your mm -hmm. arsenal you have you know, my presence through, you know, prayer, through worship. You have my, my word and you have my people. Yeah. I've given you all the, and you, and you have my spirit. So I, you have all these tools in your arsenal, but you're trying to use your mind and your know-how. And those aren't, um, those aren't equipped to handle the things that we're walking through. Um, not by ourselves. And so if you feel like you're alone, you're probably ahead of God. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Or yeah. maybe way far behind him. Yeah, you can't even see him. Yeah, I can't even tell where he's at because I'm just yeah. so far back. What your next point was, was talking about um, decide on the direction you're going to yeah. go. And I, I keep coming back to the person who's like, this whole language is, this whole idea is new to me. Sure. So how do I, how do I choose a, a direction? How do I even know where to go? Like, yeah. you know, you, you were talking about calling on Siri. Yes. <laughs> you know, I'm lost in this neighborhood and I don't even know how to get back out of it. Yeah. And... What are what are some things you would say to someone who's like, hey, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do this God thing. I'm trying mm -hmm. to follow God. I think I have everything going on you just described, which means I'm probably way out in front of him. Yeah. So I'm gonna wait, but then, how do I know how to choose what way to go? Yeah. Well, I think with, um, especially from from what Joshua was telling them, is he's like, hey, just because, just because you do have God in front of you, doesn't mean you're gonna walk that direction. And so, like, even wherever God's at, it's like, okay, the decision is just saying, God, I want to I go where you're going. And I don't think you really need to have a ton of know-how in that. I mean, I just think back to, like, being a new believer myself. I didn't know. I didn't even know what I didn't know. And so a lot of it is just crying out to God saying, okay, God, I don't even know where you're at right now, but would you help me? Like, locate you and then walk your direction. I want to decide now that I don't want to follow my own desires. I don't want to follow just the advice of the people around me. I want to follow you. So I'm going to 
do a couple simple things. I can read God's word. I don't even, and, and you can even, I, people laugh about this all the time, but I'm like, just do a Google search of direction in God's word. <laughs> and like Google is your friend sometimes. Yeah, even the Bible app. Like, yeah, Bible app. Just all di- kinds of resources. Direction. There. Yeah. And there's Bible studies on how to find God's direction, how to hear God's voice. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is put it in the search bar, and it's gonna it's gonna come to you. And it's like, okay, I don't really know anything about the Bible. I don't know anything about the Christian faith, but I do know that the way that I'm going isn't getting me to the place I want to get to. Mm. And I know that God says that he wants to direct my path. Okay. So God, I'm ex- I've exhausted my own efforts. So I want to do what you want me to do. Yeah. And then and then a quick search engine, how do I do that? How do I hear God's voice? How do I find God's path for my life? And then when, once he once he speaks, once you see some things of what to do, then just do it. I think that it's it's really the 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 idea of consecrating yourself is just saying, "Hey, I don't have to be creative." Uh, for for the my destiny or my future, I just want to get in line with what God wants for me, and that just starts by a humble admission to say, "I don't know what to do next." Yeah, God, what do you want me to do? And when you show me, I'm gonna do it a little by little, and trust that like by the end of you know my life, the trajectory will look way different. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think two things I think about um, that we have. As resources here at Graceway. One, every Sunday, there's a phone number up on a screen where it says, yes. call and talk to a pastor. Yeah. <laughs> or reach out through our website or email or what. Like, I mean, we have a great pastoral staff here yeah. that, that spends a lot of time investing in people. And then you and I both kind of tag team growth track. Yes. Teaching in there. And I just think about how many people have we seen come in there and they're like, I really don't know what to do, but you guys said there's this thing, it's a track. <laughs> and so I'm going to come in and. Yeah. You know, and you see them make decisions, and they learn every every single week. Right. You see them learn, and they're like, "Okay, what do I do next?" And we literally have a booklet where it's like, Here's, to do next. "Here's your next steps," right? And I think that's what one of the things I said yesterday was. Um, so I'm, I'm reading this this uh, book called The Compound Effect. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. read that, and it just talks about the value of some, uh, small efforts done repeatedly, done repeatedly <laughs> over long periods of time, yep. and. We think that a large amount of effort in one moment, in one direction, is what causes change. But we don't work like that. And I think that God maybe wired us like that. Like, when I think, you know, we're we're journeying with Israel through the wilderness where he fed them daily. Mm -hmm. He said, don't collect more than you need for today. And it's like almost like God's like, hey, I just need you to come back every day. And so it's like just a little effort daily creates massive change over time. Um, God's not calling you to just like some one-time radical everything. He's like, no, no, no. The radical is the everyday. Um, That's right. The radical is consistency when life isn't exciting. Mm-hmm. When life's just regular and you keep showing up, that's when God says, that's when I do the heavy lifting, is if you'll just show up every day, give me a little bit. And so what's great about having processes like growth track, it's like, hey, just all you got to do is just show up, <laughs> just show up, and we can, and and then next week, just show up again. Yeah, we're gonna walk you through it, and 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 in bite-sized pieces that you can ingest, you that you can digest, and I'm, I'm about to be real pastoral, and you can invest <laughs> into, <laughs> and oh, you can man. invest it into a, a changed life, and you and over time, you see that growth. And then when you start seeing, you start looking back over 
previous weeks and months, it's like, oh my gosh, like I'm different now than I was then. That's right. Yeah. It, it reminds me of going to the gym. Like, yes. You don't go to the gym one time, use every machine, every like do a full body workout and then go home and be like, oh, where's, it, where's the change? Well, yeah. It, it didn't happen. No. Yeah, but you do that every day for three months. Yep. And you see massive amounts of change. You're going to see a lot of change. Yeah. Yeah. Love so, that. Yeah. That's a great, great thing. So you took us from there on, you know, don't get ahead of God. And then, you know, make sure that we're, we're deciding on the right direction. And that, that was a good word there. And then, um, your crossover will have clarity, lots of C's in there. Yes. <laughs> yes. So with your crossover comes clarity, but what does clarity look like? Like, how do I know that that's God leading me? Mm -hmm. um, because you know, it's not always a clear path necessarily. Sure. You know, there might be steps or hills, you know, it might be yeah. an uphill path where it's like, this is really challenging. That doesn't necessarily mean stop. Right. So what is help unpack clarity for us? And yes. I think, I, I think as we, as you walk through Joshua three, you kind of see him like walking through his own growth track for Israel. It's like, okay, okay. You want to know which way to go. Like step one, get the presence of God in front of you. Like, let the presence of God lead you, okay? And then decide that when he, while he's leading you, I'm going to follow it. And as you do that, your path becomes clear. So it's not that your path becomes easy. Um, there you go. It's not that your path becomes, uh, or, or, or all obstacles are removed. Um, however, you'll, you'll know the path because the presence of God is still in front of you. Mm. So it's like the path, the presence of God was right there the whole time. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, they would have known that they were on the wrong path had they, like, stepped into water. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. the water was the obstacle. And so, and, and you know, unbelief and, and doubt on the fact that God could even do what he said he was going to do. So that's why they said, hey, consecrate yourself that, like, God can do miracles for you. And it's like, okay, I'm going to decide that God with, I, I'm, I mentioned, you know, me and Tim's conversation um, about how he said coming here was going to be, some practical stuff and maybe a few supernatural things. Right. And so the practical things were not easy. You know, they required emotional uh, effort. They required mental and physical effort. Um, moving a family of five is not an easy thing physically yeah. um, or emotionally. So, yeah, the path isn't, isn't easy, but if you have the presence of God, if you're continuing to keep him in front of you, um, he's going he's gonna to show you the way. Mm -hmm. And the, the biggest decisions in my life, um, God has made them abundantly clear that, that this is the course of action. Yeah. Um, but they also weren't quick decisions. You know, God was leading them on a path for decades. Right. And so I think we, if we give God the appropriate time and if we get behind him, like don't get ahead of him, don't try to rush the process and just say, God, I'm going to wait until you make the path clear. Mm -hmm. And the problem is a lot of times we want to, we'll tell God, I'm just fighting with you to get through this. But really he's like, you're not with me right now. <laughs> you're fighting me. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of the difficulty we face sometimes is not us striving with God. It's us striving against God mm -hmm. on our own. And so I think as we're more patient with God, he reveals, you know, not ease, but clarity. Sure. And so, and, and once he's made it clear, the obstacles aren't as difficult because you know this is the direction God's calling me to. So the obstacles aren't even obstacles because I know what he's calling me to do. Yeah, when you were sharing 
about this, the, literally the, the, the middle picture came to mind was there was a, a missions team that we had here at one point that was going on a trip and they had all this medical equipment. And you know, they had to, they're going through multiple countries mm -hmm. and they got stopped in a country and they, like all of their equipment got confiscated. <laughs> and they were literally like, we're going to help these people yeah. medically and it got stopped. And I thought, you know what? It's not like they got in their car or plane and came back to the United States. They're like, well, I guess it's over. Yeah. You know, no, God had made it clear to them, you're supposed to go to this people group. And we believed yes, it was sir. to do this thing. But when they got there, it was, okay, we're, God's got something special here yeah. for us. And we don't need medical equipment to make this thing happen. Yes. Challenges, heartbreak, disappointment. Yes. But but the path was clear. The path was clear. Yes. And, and they pressed on. Yeah, I love and, that. Uh, yeah, I, I love it too. And yeah. I see that, you know, in, in so many... So many things here at Grace, we hear so many stories that, uh, yeah. you know, people are like, I think God's asked me to do this. And sometimes I'm like, I'm not sure if God asked you to do that or not. Yeah. But then years later of them just continuing, continuing. Yeah. That, those small things compound over, over time. You see, you know what? God really was speaking very clearly to you. And I'm so glad that you listened. Oh, I have definitely doubted <laughs> the voice of God in other people's yeah. lives plenty of times. Yeah. I've like, doubted oh, my life. Like, God, are you sure? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't, I, because, especially if it's like not what I would prefer. I'm right. like, I don't think God's doing that for you. But it's really just like, I don't like it, yeah. you know? And uh, having to come back many times and be like, man, it's, it's so clear that God led you in that. And thank goodness you didn't listen to me. You know, you, 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 God had made the path clear. Mm -hmm. And part of the difficulty was me not agreeing. Uh, so anyway, it's. Which speaks to your next point in the sermon, which was, yeah. you know, the same God that provided your, your excerpt is going to provide your entrance. So yeah. I mean, God's going to provide. Yeah, I think in the it's the hard part is in between the egg, the the escape and the entrance. Right. It's like, okay, God, are you still doing? What's What's amazing is that God had continued to provide the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also love the fact that the the story of God's provision for them out of Egypt had preceded them in the promised land. Mm -hmm. And that story of God's faithfulness to Israel is what was already striking fear in the hearts of their adversaries. Yep. And I'm like, man, God's faithfulness doesn't, isn't just behind us uh, or in our present. It's way out ahead of us doing things for us that we can't even do for ourselves. Because yeah. um, they weren't really prepared to do battle with all these different adversaries, they were going to have to get out of the promised land. And God's like, no, no, I'll take care of that too. And so it's just, God was constantly providing the whole time. And I think that in the, in the waiting, sometimes we forget that God hasn't forgotten you. You forgot God, what God did, but he's not like us. Well, even God's provision thousands of years ago for us to send Jesus. Yes. He, he knew where we were headed. Yeah. He knew what we were going to do. He knew what we needed, and, and he knows what we need now. If he knew what we needed then and made a way before we ever existed, how much more so now that we're walking the earth will he also provide for all of our needs? Yeah. So, yeah. so as, we're, as we're closing up here, yeah. um, at least for me, whenever I've, I've taught something and then I get a night's rest to kind of sleep on it, I usually wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, I should have said this, or I should have done that, or yeah. is this. Is there anything that, that you woke up with today and you're like, you know what, looking back, I would have rather gone deeper here or shared this or said mm -hmm. that. You know, I'm, 
that does happen. Well, sometimes people will like text me and they'll say, they've been, you said this and made me think of that. And I was like, oh, I should have said that then. <laughs> That's way better than what I said. Um, you know, this, this message, I feel like um, the Lord really gave to me, like yeah. for me, um, just trusting him in, in the season that I'm in. I also, I also think this, the, the time of life that I'm in mm-hmm. is like I'm, I'm between my younger years and I'm just before my more seasoned years. And so I'm like, okay, God, what's the second half of my life look like? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I hear him just say, like, just chill out. <laughs> like, okay. just, just chill out. So I think that, um, you know, I, I want to say lots of things to the people. I mean, there's, there's so many things I want to share with people. I think yesterday um, I was just really hopeful from folks saying, you know, it, it hit on so many different levels for different places of life, mm-hmm. whether you're, you're new in the faith or you've been walking for a long time. Uh, I think that the temptation to get to a place of comfort and stay there is always there. Yep. Um, and you can get comfortable in bad seasons too. So I think just the, what I'd love to just say to people again is like, I don't care where you are. I don't care if you love the situation you're in. I don't care if you despise it. I don't care if you're indifferent. You just can't stay where you're at. Yes. God wants to do something with you. Um, and it may not be easier. I think that the, the fault, the false gospel that many of us have believed is that God always wants easier and better. It's like, no, it's not always it's not always easier and better. Sometimes it's, it's harder. And to those outside, it may be worse. But when you're, when you're with the Lord in it, it's, he's growing you. Yeah, it's for our betterment. Yeah, he, he's, doing, he's doing these things for our good. And so it's, it's not, ru- I don't want people to rush past seasons they're in, but just saying like, whatever season I'm in, God, I just want to make sure I'm following you uh, and, I'm, I, and I expect you to show up and do things. Because it's like, when Joshua says, consecrate yourselves today and tomorrow, there's going to be some wonders done in your life. I'm like, okay, today, let's, let's agree, God, I'm going to follow you, whatever comes, and trusting that there's some wonders out there ahead. Like there's some, there's some seas to be split open. Uh, there's some dry ground to walk across on. Yeah. And it may, it may come with difficulty, but I've already decided I'm going to follow Jesus. So I love that. That's, that's a great way to close this thing up. So, thanks. Everybody Thank you. Yeah. doing this. Thank you to all of you that are, that are listening, that are watching. Please give us that like, follow, and keep tuned in to all the Graceway podcasts. Thanks for tuning into the Graceway experience. Hope we can talk again sometime. <laughs>